It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. And then Keith broke it up there. Hey! How's it going? Honest to goodness, I know we have overtime every day. Jay's crazy. We should have pregame. Because some of the best conversations (laughs) in this studio happen in the moments leading up to the show. They are not safe for work. (laughs) Usually (laughs) unable to be shared with the general public. Stop it. Stop it. Jay what is hilarious. He do look. No. Stop it now. Stop it. <laughs> look. Tyvis. You, you boys. Tyvis, stop. Before I, before I bring up Jay. that Jimmy Butler picture and hey. go with his hair. That ain't got nothing to do with me because I told you. Jay has, a, Jay has a nice guy reputation. He Don't does. Do he does. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. On, we need to blame that listen, on somebody else. At, it's a point where everything. That was a wig, right? Everything is funny. I hope it was a wig. Was that a it wig? It was not a wig. No. It I, yeah. Yeah, it's real. I, I actually cut asked this the out. same thing. I said, this can't be real, but I kept seeing it in different the, different phases, and I'm like, no, that's real. He's wearing a bob. Wait a second. He's wearing on. a bob cut. That was his real hair? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's his new look. He, he got, the, he got the Dennis Rodman with a bob cut. Nah, we're going to check this. Have you seen it? No. Nah, you didn't is, see it? Call it up on Tag Board. Oh, we'll get it up on Tag Board. Oh, just so you know. God, I thought it was a wig. Or I thought somebody. Year. At first glance, I yeah. did, but the longer I looked at it, I'm like, no, you can see the part. That boy. It's real. That boy flat out. He has done this each of the last four media days. He has called, he went with the super long dreadlocks last year. He yeah. went with the perm. This, this is his thing. He comes in with a different look. But he's not going to rock day. that look in the season. No. no, 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 no. Thank no. the Lord. No, he ain't, but that. I, I, I get, yeah, now that I look at it now, I guess it does look real. Wow. First, of, first of all, Jay, my hair is thinning, so I can't. You even, couldn't rock the I can't. My hair won't even grow that long. I, what are you going to do? At some point, the grown man with thinning hair comes to the Oh yeah, this, y- yep. You to come to the crossroad. Yeah. To shave or not to shave? You either gonna get this. You either gonna pay for the surgery to get your hair. Which I don't do think that. that or works. you I just don't. you just pull the clippers out and you say, you know, why what? won't you just shave your shave head? it? Have you ever shaved your head? Uh, when I was a kid, I used to wear bald heads. Because okay, I was gonna ask, some people can rock the ball. Well, like no, I, I will be. Let's Michael Jordan it, was third, born to be I bald. I said this once. I'll say it a million times. Black guys look good with bald heads. They can pull it off. They can pull it off. Ninety-nine percent of the time, white guys look awful with bald. Mostly. Well, Jay, I don't know why mostly. that is. Well, the reason being that I can shave it and won't really care is because ninety-nine point nine percent of the time. I wear a hat. Yeah, that's true. You got that sway going on. What's <laughs> under that white guy sway? ever look good with a bald head? Well, I think the big, bulky, like bodybuilder or yeah, like maybe. bouncer types pull Stone it off. Stone Cold Steve Austin. See, he pulls it off. He's a bald headed guy. Absolutely. Yeah, he's. It's true. He pulls it's it off. Very but rare, like, though. But like, if if McNuggets came in blind, oh no, bald, God, we, so we would ask, how long do you have? <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. How long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be Great awful. Work, Steve. <laughs> How about Anthony with a bald head? Oh, oh my God. That would be terrible, too. To, to see me with a bald head, all you have to do is look at my father. <laughs> is oh, he completely yeah. bald? He's completely bald. He, wow. he has been since he was like 27. Is he rocking it or <laughs> no? Well, my yeah, thing, yeah, he's fine. Well, okay. my thing is, see, when I do mine, I don't know if I, if I want to completely do it or do I want to do the Doc Rivers, you know, had a shadow. No. no. Listen, get to, listen. Uh, what you need to do is, Tyler, you can be good. See my do the T.I., the bro. The t- that's, the, that's the shadow. Yeah, get to the T.I. That, that, that's, a, that's a point five. Yeah, point five. It's not even a one. one not even a one guard. Yeah. Point yeah. five. You could rock that and then go with the same growth on your face yes. to make it look Look at like yo, it's intentional. No, no, no. You just, you just, you gotta rock. You gotta bang the beard, and you just gotta. I my I got the, the bald spot back. right up here. Yeah, it's gotten a little bigger over the years, but I, mean, I got pretty good hair coverage for fifty two. You, you do. The yeah, you really do. If this ever gets too big, I'm just shaving it all off. Even if I look bad, 
I, I'd bald rather you know, I'd rather be shaved bald than be one of these dopey white guys with the you know with the, hair around the, the, the oh, George yeah. Jefferson, no. the cul-de-sac. Oh, right, right. No. I'm never no. doing that. The male cul-de-sac. Like, never doing like that. Like the no. reverse mohawk. The yeah, Uncle right. Phil. <laughs> yeah, that isn't work. All right, let, let's talk about Almost, the show. Nah, nah. A lot going on today. Yeah. Um, did we get the official announcement from the Guardians? Like, what's the holdup here? There's going to be a press conference at two, I believe, today. Okay. Where Frank Cohn is expected to officially announce. His yeah, to, yeah, to to finally confirm the worst kept secret in sports, which yeah. he confirmed last Friday. Yes. Which they have Thursday. tweeted out, by the way. The Guardians have even tweeted last time with Skip. Yeah, like, I mean, it's everybody yeah. knows what's up, but right. it, it, he'll make his official goodbye comments, I guess, at two o'clock today. You said. Yes. All right. Uh, I have the guy they should hire. Good, because oh, we're going to talk about that. And the guy mm, they okay. will end up hiring, who I like also, but not Perfect. as much as the guy they All right, I've got a couple of names. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go. We're going to kind of rate Tito in the pantheon of Guardians Indians managers. Is yeah. he the greatest? Um, I'm sure someone can pull out some sort of metric that can say yes, some metric that would say no. We'll just give our opinions. I can't say if he was better than Lou Boudreau. I never watched him manage. I have no idea. I know what they accomplished under Lou, yeah. but I don't know. I can compare him to Mike Hargrove because I watched him. The, the same amount of time. Yes. Uh, Sean Merriman's on the show. I thought that was a mistake when I got the rundown. I looked again. I said, no, that's that's really Sean Merriman. Yeah. I think we had him a couple times on First Take and Cold Pizza. He was always a good guest. So I'm sure he'll be good. He's just going to share his insights on the NFL. Who better to talk about Miles Garrett as a one-time 17-sack guy who um, you know had a brief career as as greats go, but he when he was good, yeah, he was very good. And, also, and he had the best sack dance of all. He did time. lights out, lights out, yeah, lights out was off the charts. <laughs> it was nickname. great. It was great. He got that nickname in high school, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but it was perfect for him when he was with the Chargers. Good. And by the way, I must ask him about how does it feel? How does it feel to be in a Kanye West video, knocks you down, featuring Carrie Hilson and Neo? He was in that video. Well, we'll ask him about that. We'll ask Mark Gastineau had one of the best sack dances also. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to see Mark Gastineau today. He hasn't aged well. I know he's got some health surprise. issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, pro football, uh, th- their methodology of handing out the PFF grades. How yeah. do they do it? We've talked about it on this show ad nauseum. We're finally going to get to the bottom of this, right, Mike? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We've got someone in. He's going to tell us exactly what they're there. Also, yeah. Trevor, did you see the Trevor Bauer video yesterday? We certainly did. Oh. It was the talk of most newsrooms. Um, you talk about a swervy derve and uh, throwing a curveball when you didn't see it coming. I think he's changed the narrative on most people's thinking, but did he change the narrative for everybody? We're going to play that video for you if you haven't seen it and then give you our thoughts about that. Uh, but first, uh, let's say our first hello of the day to Mikey McNuggets, who What's looks up, better with hair. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm still a little uh, perturbed by the thought of myself, Anthony, and Earl being bald. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna keep our hair going strong. We're gonna get it. We got a lot of topics. We're also gonna start with something that Kevin Stefanski said yesterday that piqued our interest because wow. Coach doesn't usually say a lot. So when he does say something. We are quite attuned to it. Before we do that, though, I want to remind everybody that if you're looking for some fall swag, especially some comfortable, warm fall swag, Bird Dogs is the place to go. They're comfortable, they're casual, they are stylish, and they can be worn to work out with or whether you're going out in the town. Perfect for any occasion. Check them out at birddogs.com. Absolutely. I was thinking this morning, you know, because the news broke or, or the tweet, you know, the, the information from Kevin Stefanski came out towards the end of our show yesterday. Yeah, we did discuss it yesterday. We discussed it a little bit. But I thought a lot about this this morning, and I said, this doesn't make any sense. No. What is happening here? Kevin Stefanski talks in cliches. He never he gives any nuggets. Nothing. Ever. Hmm. Nothing. He gives you nothing. And then all of a sudden he says this. Deshaun Watson was medically cleared to play, and it was his call. Now... On the surface, it doesn't seem like he's being critical. I don't 
I find I, I, I don't even want to say he's being critical because I don't know what sense that would make. But I don't understand. I can't figure out why Tyvis, because I know you thought the same thing. Why he would why he would say this again. He's not Andy Reid. He's not Belichick. He's not one. Well, uh, Belichick kind of says nothing, but makes point every once in a while. Like Stefanski literally gives you nothing in his press conferences. I don't understand why he said this. Maybe, maybe the outside world has finally crept in in his mind because you know the last time he dealt with this situation, it was the Baker thing. And it was like, everybody was like, well, as the head coach, you're supposed to say, don't let him play. Or if he's not good enough to play, you should be the one that says no. Yeah. Right. So I think for him, he want to be transparent with this one. I haven't gone through that. And he's like, listen, I left it up to our quarterback. And he said he wasn't, he didn't feel like he was good enough to go. And I respect that. So we didn't, we didn't play him. That's the only thing that I could think of. Mike, I, I've got a question for you. And I don't know if we can get it. Um while the show is still on the air. I meant it. This is totally my bad. We played a, a clip of video yesterday when we were discussing this on the 5 o'clock show up on Channel 3 that we, we our local photographer, or Channel 3 photographer, shot it. And it was the moment the conversation was had and Deshaun Watson told the brass, Stefanski and Andrew Barry, I'm not going to go. Was it in the stadium? It was in the stadium. Yeah, can't, can't play it. Okay. Uh, again, uh, I thought we had a free press in the United States of America. <laughs> no, 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 I'm being, no, 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 it was something our local news photographer shot, but we can't show it. Ridiculous. Yeah. However, uh, let, me, let me paint the picture for you. It was Barry, Stefanski, Deshaun Watson. Something was said. Our camera was probably 30 feet away. We couldn't tell what was said. Stefanski and Barry, as soon as the news was delivered, turned and left the group immediately. When was this? This was before the game. When okay. when, when when the decision was being made. Yeah. Yeah. 10, 10, 15 in the morning is okay. right around this discussion. Yes. There, there's video. You can find it on Twitter. We can't show it because dumb reasons, restrictions, yeah. but you could go, you can find the video and there's at least an aerial view. It's about 10, 15 in the morning right after Deshaun had warmed up and tried throwing a few passes. He went over and had the conversation that yes. he was alluding to. Now, you, you've seen the video, Mike. Have you have, seen yes. the Channel 3 angle? I've not seen the Channel 3 angle, no. Okay. Um, I was going to say, jump in and correct me if my characterization of the conversation is off. I can find it and watch it for you. Though. Do that. Give me one Do second. that. And uh, I'm sorry we can't share it with our audience. Really sorry about that. We have restrictions as a press and as a media. And I'm sorry about that, too, because we're not supposed to. But we clearly do. However, when the, when the news was delivered, Stefanski turned and left in a hurry. I would say, in a huff. I hope I'm not mischaracterizing it. I would like for the viewers to make their own decisions, but they can't. So your impression of it was that he was annoyed. My impression is of it, if, if, if I didn't know what was said, where did you find that? Is, is that from Sean? I don't know. This is Sean Dunnigan? Yeah. Okay, yeah. he's the Channel right. 3 photographer right. that shot yeah. it. Watch go. it and tell me if my characterization of it is wrong. As the news is being delivered... After the conversation and whatever it was that Deshaun said, I'm presuming he said, I just don't feel it today. I can't go. At some point, Stefanski and Barry turn from the group and quickly walk away. Stefanski walks ahead of Barry. Yeah. yeah. And Barry says something to Stefanski, who stops and turns around and waits for Barry. Yeah. And then the two have a conversation. Yeah. Am I mischaracterizing uh, anything in that, that video? Yeah, yeah I mean, he, ta he does tap him on the Watson on the shoulder. Oh, sorry. Tom. Yes. Uh, he taps him on the shoulder. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I, I can't definitively say from the video that he's mad. 
He's or certainly mad at Watson. I wouldn't even say mad. I, I would probably even, frustrated with the whole situation. That's what. That's what I'm going. Not necessarily blaming anybody. That's what I'm going. But, I don't think he's blaming anyone. It is yeah. what it is. Look, yeah. you left it up to the player once before. Yeah. And I'm going to get into what I think the biggest difference is between the Baker situation and the Deshaun Watson situation. But I'll give you a hint. There's 230 million differences between the two. Baker was playing for a contract. Yeah. Deshaun doesn't need to impress anybody. That jack is guaranteed. That's a fact. I, I, I'll tell you this. You, you mentioned Baker Mayfield. This is a great segue. And I'm not suggesting that he could have gone and didn't. Well, I'm well, not. Well, well here's, here's the segue. I like, to see, I like to see your energy level when things happen, right? So when he says, he came out and said, Deshaun was cleared to play, I wanted to go back into Antles of Time and figure out, do I see a point in time where he said somebody was cleared to play and he was obviously angry and that was his rebuttal? So I go through all the press conferences and I did find someone. And this is on WKYC and we can actually read this. Um, Are you sure? I mean, <laughs> so when, when Baker was playing through injury that year, every week he would say so, he's been cleared by the medical team. Yes, so he did. Every week. Every week. Stefanski Which, by the way, Watson was too. Yes. Stefanski was asked, did he have any regrets about continuing to play his starting quarterback through a torn labor and the left shoulder that he was suffered in week two of the year? Um, Mayfield ultimately missed one start due to injury. After that, he re-aggravated in, in week six loss to the Cardinals. Um, despite his struggles, Stefanski refused to uh, deal in hindsight. Baker fought through those injuries and was medically cleared to play in each of those weeks and, and practice throughout the, those weeks and felt good, Stefanski said. I don't think Baker's using it as an excuse. Now, when you go, when somebody says, hey, do you regret playing that guy when he was injured? He says, he was clear to play, dog. Like, that ain't on me. So when you tell me, when I watch him walk away like that, that walk away was, damn, I didn't even get DTR. None, none of the, he going to have to run with this playbook. What am I going to do? Well, they said that he, they said DTR was with the ones all weekend. He, right? not, but, on I, Friday, he didn't take any of the handoff reps. No hand. The handoff no, 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 yes. pat, Yeah, no hand. That's kind of critical. When you're, when you're the backup quarterback and you're going to be the starter on Sunday did, and you haven't worked with your running back in the threw, exchange. But he did throw. To he the took receiver. all the throwing reps. I have. No, Why would you give all the handoff reps yeah. to Watson? I have no. He, he's good on that. But I think I, I think the conversation, I, I think we've moved past that part of the conversation. The conversation is why did Kevin Stefanski say what he said? Because he was mad. I think he okay. was, I, th I think, and I think you're right. I think, I even think that in his mind, he probably is flashing back to Baker, who was medically cleared and clearly needed surgery, but soldiered on. So, now, it was to the detriment of the team. And quite frankly, I'm surprised. This is why I'm most surprised Kevin Stefanski did what he did. By them letting the player drive the bus with Baker, they all went off the cliff. But who and else? they were in the same spot this time around. Yeah. And they put it in the player's hands. And in my Baker Baker had a left shoulder injury. Deshaun's was his right shoulder. He's the only guy that knows if he can do this. Right. So why would you so how could you not put it on the player? The player's the only one who knows if he can play. I or understand not. that, but you don't have to pull back that curtain to the media. And no, to no, the no. fans. But, like, the, I, I, but you said he made a mistake letting Baker play. Everybody no, said that. I, in hindsight, it was yeah. a mistake because the player drove the bus off the cliff. They didn't know at the time he was going to do that. They said even with an injured left shoulder, he gives us the best chance to win. What I'm saying is, and I'm not doing a good job of it, so let me try to start over. I believe that the most shocking thing to me is that Stefanski said something that put a player in a bad light for deciding not to play, especially when this franchise was taken to a crossroads three years ago for the exact same thing. Right. Why did he not protect Deshaun Watson? All, all, all he had to do, all he had to say was it was a team decision. That's it. That's <laughs> I, it. I, I think when you when you say what he said, it makes people think, oh, I guess he could have played. And I think before Stefanski <laughs> made those comments, most fans would have been like, well, I guess he couldn't play. Couldn't well, we left here Friday. We th yeah. said he's not playing. No. He didn't throw the football at all. But when Stefanski says he's been cleared, and it had, and he, I think he also said it has nothing to do with pain. Yes, he also he did. said that. He so, did. like, then I, I, what was it? Well, I mean, he used a, a couple of weird words that I wasn't quite sure of. One of them, to me... And I, I, don't, I wish I had the, par the, the, the transcript in front of me or we could play the, right, the yeah. soundbite. But to me, it sounded almost 
The word he used made me think that it was more emotional with Deshaun Watson. Well, but what I do, maybe so. But what I don't understand, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, who says nothing to the media and says something here that we are all kind of reading as if he's throwing Watson under the bus, what is the benefit to Stefanski for throwing Watson under the bus? I mean, maybe to put himself in a better listen, light. That's the easiest question you know. <laughs> but it's yeah. not going to. Yeah, well, listen. no, and, and not only that, here's my fear. And you're right, it is the easiest question. He's trying to say, what's my fault? I mean, yeah, uh, but, but, but Bull, the problem is... He's not getting a pass for that. The he problem is, that. for me, <laughs> at what, this is a smart guy. He this is a guy that. who thinks everything through. Yeah. Did he not think through what kind of collateral damage could now take place in the relationship, the most important relationship for any NFL team between Man. coach and quarterback? Man. Because if I'm Deshaun Watson and I hear that, I step back and say, "Well, oh, thank you, coach." Well, Watson's and Watson has seemingly been his one of his biggest supporters. I've thought they very, had a great relationship. Yeah, listen, this, the way this sounds. You don't so, think it's somebody gold. Is there any chance <laughs> somebody leaves? Is there Lord, any chance that Watson does not take it this way? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's a chance. Wait, he has rabbit ears and thin skin, and you <laughs> Bro, think he's going to be good with this? Uh, 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 is it a chance? Yes, about that. Okay, let's. How about this phrasing? What's the most likely reaction from Deshaun Watson on Kevin Stefanski's comments? For real? What type? Yeah. Of, what What's type the of, most? No, no, that, that, like that's the. Comment. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> for real? I thought you were asking that to me. Yeah, for real. That's, no, that's, no, no, that's, that's not what he gonna say. He gonna look at it and go, "That's what we doing." Like, yeah, I mean, it's the same <laughs> so reaction. That, so it's got to be one of yeah. you know. You're looking at him side eyed, going, "Coach, that's what we're we supposed to be in we, this we, together." We so, and as a coach. You take all the bullets, right? He been, Always. He's been doing it for hey, years. Not this time. Guess you come out, and if he wanted to have the best comment, he said, listen, hey, my job is to protect uh, uh, Deshaun Watson and his career. My job is to make the best decision for the team. It was my decision. You, not even that, because that's a lie. What, what, it was an organization, or, organizational decision or, or, for, for Deshaun not that's to play. That's a lie, too. No. What's the difference? The coaches lie all the time. Who it, cares? I know, but Either both. Or, when yeah. you, when Take you, one. <laughs> I don't expect him to, to fall on that sword because that's not the truth. What? I don't expect him to say, it was all me. Deshaun came to me and said, coach, put me in. I'm ready to play. And wait, I said, wait sit your ass on the bench. Wait. That's not what happened. Okay, you man. can just parse it by saying it, it, it was an organizational decision. The thing we lost the game is, and we're moving on to San Francisco. The thing about this is whether he played or not, would it have made a difference? I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't no. know. I'm, I'm not going to give some fans no. that no. I'm not about to give him that. See, he the, hasn't practiced no. with him all week. Look, but he's just going to go I'm, out there I, and just complete I would have taken not, Deshaun Watson over I DTR. Not, I am not giving him fixed in fixed in excuses for certain so, things. He did not have his backup quarterback ready to play. They say it every week. Everybody has to be ready to play, don't they? Yes. Next man up. Next man well, according up. To DT, football is injuries all the time. According to DTR, he said he prepares himself. What like is he going to? He said the right thing because he still <laughs> wants a job. He He's the back of quarterback. quarterback. What is he going to say? So I, the organization oh, did me wrong. Oh, no, out there. If we on the organization where the, the lead, the head man is out there telling the truth, why well, wish y'all not? Hey, no, no, no. He, listen, <laughs> when keeping it real goes 100% wrong, <laughs> you better shut up and say, I doubt, hey, listen, I was prepared. They did everything they needed. To do, right. I just played back. You're a fifth round backup so quarterback. He, he, he knows his. Hey, yeah. listen, I'm trying to get the back. He looking at himself like the backup quarterback ain't even supposed to be getting these I, shots. I, I think I'm the just, bottom line for me on this is I'm trying to think of another reason why Stefanski would say this. I can't. There may be, but I can't think of it. And I just can't help but think that if I'm Deshaun Watson and I hear those comments, I'm like, he's making me look like a wimp. I Deshaun will speak when. I mean, because it's not a game well, schedule. It's not a game week. week. Well, he moved it to Thursday last week, didn't he? I don't think he talked Oh, no, last week. No, the two weeks before that. He, he talked Wednesday, Wednesday last Thursday. week, Thursday the week before. He it's a bye week, so week? it's a weird media schedule. But as soon as we know when he's scheduled, yeah, I'll I'll next week. I have the media you, schedule on my email. What, I'll have to look and when, see. But I'm, I'm very curious to see what Deshaun Watson says when the gaggle of reporters run up to him and say, what do you think of coaches' comments? Because yeah. that'll be the first thing out of their mouth. It's, well, it's, we, a, it's well, a marriage type. I need to it, know. Medic, okay, medically clear. Well, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I can do all of that. I can move my shoulder and all. But if I can't throw it 15 yards, I, I'm medically clear. But I ain't going to help this team. Well, you'd have to, you, you would want to think that the medical staff 
would be in line with what the quarterback <laughs> is feeling. Oh, He's the only one that knows what it feels like. If, I, I can do all of this and I got all my function, but if my arm is some time right, to say time is Tyvis, you go out to you go out to dinner, right? It's you and a couple friends, and it's you and your wife. They say, "Hey, we haven't seen." So glad, Tyvis, we haven't seen you in a while. How are things going with you? And the first thing that your wife says is, "We cool, Tyvis. Ty, I'm cool, but Tyvis ain't been cool." <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, like it's just. Oh, well, hold on now. now I would no, say, "Don't speak for me." Look, now, guess myself. what? Now, now this is the opportunity. You never fight in public. With your spouse, yeah, that's and putting dirty laundry. Out. That you, because you, we can talk about this when we get to the house. Mind you, <laughs> Tyvis, and we will talk about it. We will get, we get, get to the house now. Look, don't you do that to me? Don't you do that? Now, here's the thing: when you're looking at a head coach and a quarterback, that's a marriage. Yeah. You it is a marriage. don't say because that he's the extension of you. Yeah, you call to play, you expect him to see it and throw it. There is no way you can say none of that. I, I, a bad that job vein, let, let me ask you guys a question that's sort of related because we're talking about the quarterback coach relationship. <laughs> Brian Dayball yesterday. Oh my god! After <laughs> a, an inexplicable pick six, he said by by Daniel don't Jones. Don't throw a pick. That's what he said. Undressed his quarterback. It's done. In what some would say was an excessive way. Yeah. Because not only did he meet him at the sidelines and walk with him over to the bench and look at him like, what kind of idiot are you? You don't do that. He went over to the bench, had the the pad in his yeah. hand, looked at it, showed it to his quarterback, <laughs> and then threw it. Now, I, well, when I was... also had Trent Dilfer this week. Did you see him? No, what did Trent oh, do? Wow, well, he's a God. high school coach, isn't he? No, he's a college, college, college now. He, he went, he's going off on an assistant coach on the he, sideline. If yeah. I was that assistant coach, I would have punched him in Well, the he did that when he was in high school, he's too. An and what's odd is I know Trent personally, knew him in Tampa Bay, knew him when we worked together at ESPN. Nicest, most kind person you'll ever meet when you get between them well, say you get on that but man i don't recognize that guy <laughs> and that, i don't think that's lines. cool so like the the daniel jones and brian dayball thing for me there's some things that you can come back from but i i just don't know and, i don't and, know and, and, and notice when they you didn't already finger he didn't already finger gun he last, got year, Dable, <laughs> last year was a genius now he's an idiot and you yeah. know, the, it's, it's funny what a yeah. sean uh, josh allen will do and by yeah. the way the big time quarterbacks well no like, but he was a genius with the giants the, 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 the huge yeah. quarterbacks like the mannings or, or the brady's usually they're undressing the offensive coordinator yeah everybody moves away like sure they, they, of course, the coordinator just says, all right, whatever you talk about, Tom. Tom's going great. Yeah. Yep. You I see the opposite now. Like, you, you see where What Daniel, are you looking up, Ty? I got to see the Trent Dilford one, man. I haven't oh, seen that oh, no, one. No, no, no. He went off on multiple coaches. I got it. Wait, yeah. let me see Brian Dayball first because I didn't see this. Well, yeah, Dayball went <laughs> off on Jones. And I, I, I just, you guys. I do too. But again, yeah. um, apparently, kind of living in some sort of China bubble is that where it? we can't share things with you with the media. We apologize about that. He said he gets the surface. This is the worst TV. Watch him throw the surface. This is terrible. Yeah, this is worst TV. Move on to Bauer, Mike. Yeah, it is. Let me do a fast read real quick, and then we'll get into the next thing. But Uh, regardless of how the Browns do, they're off this week, so there is no two-minute warning show. But you know, the UCSS crew is live with you at the two-minute warning every week when the Browns play. And also, if you need Browns gear for the upcoming season, head over to fanatics.com/slash. CSS for all your swaggy Browns gear. We got a two-minute post-game show off this week for the bye week, back for the next 13 games, and then if you need some clothes, check out fanatics.com slash UCSS. All right, on to um, – I think we can share this because Trevor Bauer shared it on Twitter. So we are and it's not on MLB grounds. It's yeah. not on NFL. It's in his house. Take that. There's no highlights. <laughs> it's about the only video we can show you guys. Take that. Trevor Bauer. Yeah, let's so for those you who don't set know up, the situation, yeah. Trevor Bauer, a couple of years ago when he was with the Dodgers, was accused by a woman in San Diego of choking her out and physically abusing her during uh, a sexual liaison. Trevor Bauer, for his part, said that the liaison was completely consensual and actually provided a text exchange in which the discussion was had about him choking her during sex. Now, we don't, don't, know, that, we don't know that for sure that it's... No, that was evidence it. that he provided to Major League Baseball in the arbitration hearing. He provided his text messages between he and her. 
What we didn't know until yesterday. Yeah, but I don't know that that's proof. I mean, how do we know it's her at the other end of the table? Well, listen, I'm sure MLB investigators did, yeah. did all of their due diligence. Right. I, to your point, I don't. Well, but they did, but, and they still suspended him. So, the, 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 well, they suspended him. But you rem- if you remember, as yeah. soon as the arbitration hearing was off, they lifted the suspension. They did because but, they realized, in legal terms, they realized, oops, he has, made a mistake. He has, but, he has video evidence too. So now, he now he does. Too. So I don't want to get too far off the beaten yeah, path. Okay, go ahead. Uh, there, and there's another woman. There's another woman who is alleging very similar activities. Well, there's four accusations, and there were two lawsuits. Now it's down to one. Yes. Uh, and no charges. Um, the San Diego Police or excuse me, the L.A. Prosecutor's Office and the Police Department looked into the allegations. There was absolutely no proof of any wrongdoing. In fact, the woman in San Diego asked for a restraining order, and the judge denied her request. Now, for a, and he makes this point in the video, that's almost never done. If there's even a hint that there was anything going on, the judge always errs on the side of restraining order. They didn't issue that. Trevor Bauer then was banished to Japan. He pitched in Japan last year where he had a solid year, finished 11-4, and four, ERA around 2.75, I think. 2.96. Just 2.96, sub, just sub three, below three, but, three. but a good season by any met- metrics. And now he's finally, uh, the lawsuits have both been dropped. He dropped his against her. She dropped his against him. He does still have another and lawsuit pending. There is a, another lawsuit pending, yeah. which he is asked to be dismissed. It hasn't been ruled on yet. This is the video that Trevor Bauer dropped yesterday, and I think at one point it was well over, it was in the millions of views. 4.2. Yeah. Okay. So watch this video. It's it's about two minutes, I think, and then we'll have a discussion on the backside. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. A text Lindsay Hill sent to a friend before she ever even met me. What should I steal? She asked another in reference to visiting my house for the first time. The answer? Take his money. So how might that work? I'm going to his house Wednesday, she said. I already have my hooks in. You know how I roll. Then, after the first time we met, net worth is 51 mil, she said. Bitch, you better secure the bag, was the response. Uh, but, but how was she going to do that? Need daddy to choke me out, she said. Being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million, read another text. Uh, then, after the second time we met, former Padres pitcher Jacob Nix told her, you got to get this bag. I'll give you 50,000, Lindsay replied. Her AA sponsor asked her at one point, do you feel a tiny bit guilty? Not really, she replied. Since then, her legal team has approached me multiple times about coming to a financial settlement. But as I have done since day one, I refuse to pay her even a single cent. Uh, In August of 2021, Lindsay Hill's claims were heard in court. And during those legal proceedings, critical information was deliberately and unlawfully concealed from me and my legal team. Uh, Information like this video, which was taken by Lindsay Hill herself the morning after she claimed she was brutally attacked, emotionally traumatized, and desperate to get away from me. Uh, And now we have the metadata, so there can be no dispute. Uh, It was taken mere minutes before she left my house on the morning of May 16th, 2021, without my knowledge or consent, of course. Uh, In it, you can see her lying in bed next to me while I'm sleeping, smirking at the camera without a care in the world, or any marks on her face. I think it paints a pretty clear picture of what actually happened the evening of May 15th and why the video was originally concealed from us. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, After hearing the evidence available to her, Judge Diana Gold-Saltman found that Lindsay Hill had misled the court. She found her claims to be materially misleading. Uh, She denied her request for a domestic violence restraining order, and she found that no sexual assault or non-consensual conduct took place. Now, Some of you might not know about restraining order hearings. I know I didn't, but uh, I've since learned that uh, it's extremely rare for a request for a restraining order to be denied because the standard of proof that you need to obtain one is extremely low. So you can make of that what you will. The fact is I was never arrested. I was never charged with a crime and I won the only legal proceeding that took place without my side of the story even being heard. Uh, And most importantly, as I've said from day one, I never sexually assaulted Lindsay Hill or anyone else for that matter. So I sued her, which prompted her to countersue me. Quite frankly, regardless of the outcome in court, I've paid significantly more in legal fees than Lindsay Hill could ever pay me in her entire life. Uh, And I knew that would be the case going in. But the lawsuit was never about the money for me. It was the only way for me to obtain critical information to clear my name. Uh, The discovery process in that lawsuit recently concluded, at which point uh, Lindsay Hill's legal team again came to us with another proposal to resolve the case. 
This time, however, they weren't seeking any money from me. Having received uh, much of the information that had been hidden from us, uh, a small portion of which I've referenced here, um, I was willing to agree to the terms proposed. Both parties would drop their respective lawsuits, and neither of us would pay either side any money. Um, I also retained my right to speak publicly about the case, something I have not been at liberty to do since June of 2021. So, as of today, both lawsuits have been settled. Now, over the last two years, I've been forced to defend my integrity uh, and my reputation in a very public setting. But hopefully this is the last time I have to do so, as I'd prefer to just remain focused on doing my job, uh, winning baseball games and entertaining fans around the world. So today, I'm happy to be moving on with my life. Next. Wow, thoughts. Uh, I mean, if everything he's saying is true, then <laughs> I, I think there should be... When, if you... Now, again, I don't know that everything he's saying is true. No, but we'll operate he's, under the assumption that he is, because... In all likelihood, and I don't either. Well, that's what we said about all the accusations initially. In all likelihood, accu most accusations are true. No, well, I never I, said I, that. I don't believe that. No, I never said that. We ain't never said that. I don't believe that. No, I never said that. never said that. Well, yeah. that is true. Most people that accuse somebody of domestic violence, it happens. That's, you know, there are facts. To Here's the that danger up. that we, yeah. that we and, and we've heard this, yeah. and a part of this was on the backside of the Me Too movement. Yeah. All women must be believed. Yep. All women that, must that, be believed. That, that, that was phrase. a mantra. That was, and, they was printing that. And listen, uh, I'm not here to bash a woman or to support a man or vice versa. What I'm saying is when there is money involved and there is potential gain of finances, people do some crazy things. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been around the professional circuit, and I'm not going to go into details here, mm. but you know that there is a bit of a cottage industry of women who are targeting professional athletes for financial gain. Yes. Am, I am I wrong? That is a fact. I've spoken to many. That You're friends fact. with many. Yeah. The stories are abhorrent. And it taught me at a very early age because my inclination bull was where you were. I believe women. I'm sorry, I do. Well, I don't always believe. Right, and I think but that... The, re I th the reality in the grand scheme of the world is that most accusations are true. We don't know that. We don't yes, know we what do. percentage the of the them are true. The will tell you that... The the, well, the, the but, police data will, states that, uh, ha, has said that most people that accuse anybody, not athletes necessarily, right. all people, that in, by and large, it's, it's true. So here's the problem with yeah. that, with a generalization statement. Yeah. And I believe that it, nobody was malicious when they said all women must be believed. It was a product of the times we were living in. Mm. This was on the edge of the Me Too movement. And there was a stretch when all a woman had to do is make an accusation and it stuck. Well, and, and the danger in that is yeah. for your comment to, to be applied here, all accusers are right. And that can't be said. I mean, we clearly know there have been women that have come out and admitted yeah. afterwards, <clears throat> yeah, I made and, a mistake. And there's mm -hmm. also been a lot of men who have gotten away with, one thousand percent. That too. But the, I think that the, what happened in this case was, and I am Trevor Bauer has some different ways. Interesting human being, uh, not someone I would be friends with. Uh, things that I have heard uh, put me in line to believe some of the things that were being said about him. But the danger in doing that, and the media should have known better, because we went down this road with Duke Lacrosse. They were tried, convicted, hung at the at the stake, and, and then all of a sudden the 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 accuser came out and said, "I made it up." My bad. And what happens is reputations are smeared and lives are ruined. Yep. And in this case, now that we have more information, and again, we do have to operate on the assumption that this this information that this evidence he shows is true. He didn't show. Did he I show evidence. He he showed screenshots. I mean, we, we don't. You don't know for sure that's we, real. We, so, do, we don't, but... But, but here's what he Someone saying. has vetted that. Oh, hold on. A court he, vetted a court, it. A court looked at it. Yes, you know they that? did. Yes, they did. He, they he, did. Just, he just said he threw it out. Well, just because he said the court no, vetted it. No, no. The, the evidence that was, yeah. uh, that was allowed to be heard in the original case yeah. where they were trying to get a restraining order, he provided... Now, he didn't provide the text message that they got through discovery, through discovery. in the lawsuit. The mistake she made was she filed a suit against him. And, he and once never... that happened, now discovery is an issue. Now they got her phone. Now the, bottom line so... of, the bottom line of the conversation is yes, and you're right. We shouldn't always jump to conclusions right. 
when a player is accused. Now, he still has another lawsuit. We'll see what happens he with does. that. He does. Uh, it, it does appear in this particular case that he was railroaded. Now, 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 let, I, don't think we, I still don't think we know that with 100% no, certainty, but it does appear that way. But, but here's, my, here's my thing. Even See, this is the thing. Yeah. All we know is the allegation from her. He's, he has come out and put out all this information, and the only thing we know from her is the allegation. Why is the mountain on, on him to prove his innocence, his innocence right. when all she said was a word? Now I got to look through. A ti- he got, he got timestamps, metadata, videos. Well, and he we, says the... And, uh, I just saw the video of him laying next to her. You didn't see the metadata. You didn't see no, the... No, we t- saw the video. We that's just metadata. Saw the, that's, that's <laughs> but the, that's video that they were discovered from her phone, her phone. in discovery. Yeah. And when they saw that video, they immediately said... Well, where are the bruises? They never had physical contact after that video. Right. She got up out of bed after and, taking that video and left, and left the room right. and immediately filed the, her motion. So they right. never physically came into contact. So what we know so for sure yeah. is her claims that she was physically beaten in the face. That was a lie. We know that's not true because I don't know how that could have happened with leaving no bruises. And, she didn't appear to be abused. She nope. was smiling. She was surreptitiously videotaping him while he was sleeping in his own bed. And, and guess what? The, the system is messed up, and I'm mad, at, I'm mad at this a little bit, too. You lucky he had money. He had enough money sure. to, to, vent, to, to vent himself. To actually go in there and say, you know what? Let me, I'm a, I'll, I'll, I'll defend my name and go through all these court cases. And the smile she had on her face was, you know what, society, you guys are fools because I could get away with this. And the only thing that happened to her, guess what? We'll just drop the cases. Do you know people- she actually got three hundred thousand dollars in some sort of settlement? Yeah, not from sure, him. Not from him. But yeah, I don't know what. What but, I, you know listen, what? Listen, I'm curious about that. Yeah. Did she actually take out an insurance policy? I don't know what. In the event she was I, ever I, abused what, by what's a pro happened athlete? is, and this happens too often in in. This happens in sports all the time, right? We we uh, we have a coach that's soft spoken and calm. Next, we want a coach that's all the way to the extreme the other way. Right. So, for most of the history of the United States, women were taken advantage of, absolutely crapped true. on, yes. abused, and nothing was ever done about it. Right. And finally, the Me Too movement. I'm not going to say ended that because, no. of course, it didn't. It, but it, 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 it put a spotlight on it that put kind a of behavior. spotlight on it and it gave women a voice and it made them stronger together right and in general in most cases that's a good thing however yep. as is always the case with everything else it's taken to the extreme the other way correct to the point where you can never say an accuser sounds fishy you can't there's no I remember Matt Damon once said, was, was being interviewed once and he, and he said, oh, well, touching somebody's cheek is not as bad as raping someone. And people were, like, furious with him for saying that. Sure. And I'm like, there's levels to this thing. There are levels touching to Touching a woman's cheek, while it may be inappropriate, is not the same thing as raping All someone. All depends on what <laughs> cheek you're talking about. Yeah, I was I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what cheek are you talking about? What is it this cheek? One is inappropriate, one is criminal. But when you accuse, you got to understand something. When you accuse somebody of rape, People can die behind that. Yeah. Like, if short, sure, she should be. Pay- no, no, no. He, he can go to jail. And when you get to jail, there's two things they don't play with. Rape and, child, and, child, and child, child molestation. molestation. Now, here's my thing. You can't like he, Trevor Bauer. It don't matter what he say now. He is always going to be known as a person who allegedly raped somebody. It doesn't go away. And I don't understand how it's OK for you to you say that walk away, and then nothing happened. They need to start putting people in jail. If it is found out that you are lying about something that serious, you're going to jail. And they need to put that out so every other people look around and say, if you want the money that bad, are you willing to risk your freedom for it? If you want to set somebody up, because it's out of hand. You don't get a free pass from that. I even I even tell myself, don't never as a black man claim somebody is racist if you know it ain't true. Because they got to wear that scarlet letter. They got to wear it. Don't be saying that stuff because that'll ruin somebody's career in life because you insecure and emotional. Don't do that. There's certain things you can't play with, and I need them to, to make an example in these courts that you don't play with that type of stuff. I agree. If there's, if it is proven that there's a fault. Now, what we don't want to do is get to the point where now women are once again scared to make an accusation when it's real. And, and, and but both, that's, you, that's a great point. Right. 
But when someone does this, right to that level, it they should be it breaks no doubt. the system because it for the people that actually are abused that don't know what really happened between her and Trevor Bauer. Yeah, they may look at this and say, "Well, there's another victim that wasn't listened to and believed, even right. though she wasn't a victim." And if it can be, and that might keep them from coming forward. And if it can be proven in court that she lied just to get money out of him, then I 100% think she should go to jail. No doubt about it. I think. So, I think that's, something like that happened with the punk god, right? Wasn't the the punk god? Oh, yeah. oh his career. Where is he? Done. Yeah. Where is he? Yeah, he is. His nickname was the punk god. He has been exonerated. Wasn't even there. There was video evidence that proved he wasn't there when she said this happened. Yet, where is he? Did anybody pick him up? Somebody, still a free agent. Guess what's going to happen to Trevor Bauer next year? Who's going to be the team to step up and sign him? And my thing like this too? Nobody. Because it's such a big PR thing. Sure it is. What I would say about Bauer though is because he still has another case pending, I don't think team... No, all, it's all, with anybody. Yeah, really. All I know is about this case. I don't know about the other case. He, he'll have to go get that adjudicated. Yeah. My thing, y'all work for outlets all the time. and, and This is the one he was punished for. <clears throat> this one. Because, because of... Major League Baseball looked into this one. And they aired, and they kept him from being able to do his job. My, my, In the United States of America, mm. a man was accused of doing something that he's now proven didn't happen. But for it, he not only lost his job and upwards of $30 million... He's likely lost any future earnings okay. that he might have had. From, he had a hundred million dollar contract voided. Think about it. He can't come. He can't be an analyst. No, he he's pariah. Be, he Even can't. though he didn't it's do over. anything, he's a pariah. It's, it's over. He wasn't going to be able to do any of that stuff anyway. But he did. It did he was able to much. pitch for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and listen, I mean, in, the end, in the end, I yeah, it, it's a messed up situation. It, it, it is. I think that the, 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 the cautionary tale is. And I always, I preach this to young journalists. Sometimes there is evidence that is put forth that make us look at it and say, oh, well, I know what happened there. Now, I also think, too, I I got a text from a friend yesterday that said, huh, I guess it wasn't true. I still want it to be true. Now, this person is not in media, so I don't expect that person to use the bar that we use. The bar we use has to be far, far more discriminant. But... There was a there was an error, an, an aura around Trevor Bauer, yeah. the dating rules that he put out. Do you remember those? Yeah. yeah Any yeah. man that loves women, mom, wife, girlfriend, daughters that read that, yeah, wanted to vomit. I felt like I needed to take yeah, a he, shower. He's still disgusting. He, he well, he bullies here's what, people online. Here's what he is. Yeah. He might be creepy. He's a bully. He might be a bully. Yeah. He might be disgusting, yeah. and he might be misogynistic. I don't know that, you know, you can make a case for all of those things. Yeah. However, what he's not is a rapist, and he has to wear that hat the rest of his life now. And that, that's where we have to be very careful. And I thought that the Duke Lacrosse case was going to be the, the epicenter of when the media started to be careful and not run loose with facts and what they wanted the truth to be. <clears throat> Sometimes the media runs with the narrative of what they want mm. and not what is true. And in the prosecution of the uh, district attorney from Durham... And he went to jail. He went to jail for what he did because what he did was criminal. He, like her attorney, hid evidence That's crazy. that would have exonerated the defendants. And the lawyer, one of the lines the lawyer used in the defamation case, which they won... Again, when he was representing the Duke lacrosse players, he used this line. And, and by the way, this was in the early throes of Google yeah. and the internet. But he, he read the 14 names or whatever they were. And this was very powerful. After it, he said, for the rest of their lives, when you Google these names, it's coming up that they were involved in the Duke lacrosse case, uh, ra- uh, the Duke lacrosse yeah. rape case, which never happened. And that's a pretty powerful statement yeah. that I'm sure Trevor Bauer's attorney is going to make when they file suit against that's Major League Baseball and the Dodgers. No, those are they weren't famous. Those people before they were infamous. That's yeah, but, even worse. Like, I don't remember any of their names. Do you? No, but when you Google, if you found a list of their names and you Google any of them, what's going to come up? Right, but it, they could move on. And with a their footnote li- to what it was, was move, oh, and they at were at least clear. those guys could move on with their lives easier than Bauer. He can't. I would like to yeah. know, and maybe it'd be a great thirty for thirty. 
Let's, but they will never do it because I worked at ESPN, and at the time I was embarrassed to work for ESPN because they were running with those facts and they did not but, care about but, what the truth was. They thought they knew the truth, the, and that was really hard the media, for me to watch. The media could do the media could do a solid. If you ran a story and you had an opinion about Trevor Bauer, I think it's only right that you run it. A, you run a story and say, you know what, we ran this story two years ago and we were wrong. And we were wrong. Here's the reaction to it, the other side because I think that's part of being well. Fair press and call them balls and strikes. It's ethics and journalism that used to exist. Retractions, <laughs> corrections. Those are those don't happen anymore. You know what they do now? Double down. They 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 pull the story off the internet. <laughs> Double down. <laughs> no, they just pull the story off the internet. As if as it if it never happened. It never happened. We're gonna scrub you from the records. Yeah. They used to do that in Rome. We'll right. strike you from the records, Titus. <laughs> yeah, it's just cautionary tale. Um, and I thought that I think it was worth the discussion because yeah, it applies sure. to Cleveland. And it's particularly the way it's played out. Maybe, you know what? Three weeks from now, he might be found guilty and evidence may come forward that he's a, a, a total creep and, and, yeah. a, and a criminal. And in that case, we'll revisit it. Yeah. But for now, that's what we know. Um, you want to do Tito here? Or do you want to go right to the Browns? No, we got Tito. Tito real quick. Before we do Tito, I want to remind everybody that tomorrow night behind the glass, myself, Anthony, and Earl will be having some fun. We haven't quite figured out what we're going to talk about tomorrow night because there's not a Browns game coming up. But we're definitely going to do something a little more entertaining than typical. It will be less analytics, more let's just have some fun, shoot the you-know-what, and uh, enjoy the company of ourselves, the others, and answer as many fan questions as humanly possible. So tomorrow night at some time, probably 7 o'clock, we'll be doing another edition of Behind the Glass. And we're talking baseball, Jay, so let's continue the baseball conversation. Okay. Terry Francona later today, as you guys alluded to earlier, yeah. will officially announce his retirement. The worst-kept secret will be <laughs> no longer a secret. And then talks with Bull yesterday. He came up with a few names that he thinks would be I'm curious to the hear perfect replacement for Terry. Yeah, I am too. You so, said you had someone you think's going to get it and someone that you hope gets it. Yeah, so let's start with the guy that is the home run hire but probably won't end up here, Mike. And that's – I'll put it up or you want me to say it first? You can say it. We got it. So Craig Council. To me, he's the home run hire. The guy's not that far out of the game. Wow. He's been a manager with the Brewers for almost a decade. He's done a fantastic job there. Let's face it, the Brewers were a nothing franchise for years before Craig Council took over. They're consistently in the pennant race. They're consistently in the playoffs. Now, they haven't won in the highest level, obviously. But with a mid-tier payroll, certainly higher than the Guardians, but certainly not. He, you know, Their payroll's never as high as the Cubs and the Cardinals. And yet, they've consistently been better than those teams. Why would he leave? He's a free agent at the end of the year. Right, you don't why, think about free agents in Milwaukee. No, I know you don't, but why would he leave a mid-tier payroll team to right. come from a bottom-tier payroll he pro- team? Well, he probably wouldn't. And I, In fact, I think he's going to go to the Mets because the GM he worked with in Milwaukee, a guy by the name of David Stearns, just got hired to be the new president or GM of, Craig, of the Mets. I remember and and Buck Showalter is out. Buck Showalter is out. So that so, how young is he? I remember I mean, him playing. He that's still crazy. looks like well, he's didn't 25. Well, did Council score the winning run in the 97 World, World Series, Series yeah. for the Marlins? And he, Could so, we handle that? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, the guy's a hell of a manager. He yeah. gets the most out of his talent. I don't see him manage enough. But I, I know I, you do a lot. Being well, yes, the, I watch, you know, I you see the Cubs play the Brewers all the time. Sure. He is an excellent manager. He's, a, he's great with bullpen. He's great with in-game strategy. I think he's one of the five best managers in baseball. Wow. I think he's the most underrated manager in the game. Well. He doesn't get the recognition because ultimately they haven't won a World Series. Yeah. And they, they haven't even gone to a World Series. But I, I think he's done more with less. You know, I think the Brewers are a decent team, but they're not great. And they won the division going away. Yeah. And, uh, and they've done that a lot. So I love Council, but I think he'll end up with the Mets because they'll offer him a boatload of money. Now, here's the guy... Maybe a lot of people don't know this guy, but I think there's a great chance he becomes the next manager. Mike screwed up the name. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
Uh, you put, I, don't put them all up. You spoil my, my surprise here. <laughs> you said you wanted all four in a graphic and a special one for Council. I never said that. Uh, it's, <laughs> That's what we talked about last night. It's really, I want to see the metadata. All right. <laughs> Give me the metadata. First of all, the Give guy who's my second choice and who will most likely be the manager, I think, is Will Venable. There's no S at the end of his name, Mike. Oh, then that, that is on me. Yeah, that is on it's me. It's Will Venable. Will Venable, okay, you know who he played – you know where Will Venable played college baseball? Oklahoma. Uh, I'm guessing that. somewhere in Ohio. No. Oh. He played college baseball at Princeton. Oh, geez. You know who else played college baseball at Princeton? Uh, at the same time as Will Venable? Antonetti. No, his number two guy. Chernoff. Mike Chernoff and Will Venable were teammates in college. Oh, wow. Okay? Will Venable was a good, like, pinch hitter journeyman major league baseball player for a number of years. He's been on winning coaching staffs. He was on the Cubs team that won the World Series. He was on that coaching staff. He's been with the Rangers who are going to the playoffs this year. He's a highly thought of managerial candidate. He's interviewed for jobs the last two, three years. Hasn't gotten one yet. But when you connect the dots between the relationship between him and Chernoff, there's a possibility Antonetti might be leaving this offseason too. I think that's possible. Yeah. Uh, and which would make Chernoff even higher up in the in the in the pecking order. But if you look at their relationship, there is a connection. And, and the fact that he's a highly thought of guy around baseball, right. player, you know, has been a coach, paid his dues for a while. Smart guy. Smart get very smart guy. Embraces yes. analytics. Yes. There you go. Uh, he's the second choice. Now, I don't Personally, I don't think they should stick with any of the guys in the organization. You don't think Sandy's going to get away? I don't want no. Damn, I'm, Sandy. I'm However, Sandy. how about another former guardian as an outside-the-box thinking? Mike Napoli. I saw that on there. Is he Mike, managing somewhere he in the is minors? The, he is the Cubs' first base coach right now. Is he really? I didn't yes. even know that. <laughs> he's been the Cubs' first base coach for a couple of years. Uh, so he's done some coaching. He's always been considered a great leader in the locker room. He was <laughs> beloved by his teammates and, and we could the party fans. at Napoli. We party we at party at Napoli's after every game. <laughs> How was Mike Napoli over Sandy Alomar? How? I think the ship has sailed on Sandy. How, did, how, oh, does, really? this, how does the it's ship old. sail on a manager? Not like did he old. just did he just he forget baseball? Gee, I just think there's something about the Guardians are a young team and I think you maybe need a manager who's a little more with the times. Well, what about so you, this? You, say, you, you, say, you, you <laughs> said what you're saying, if I read between the tea leaves, yeah. Sandy ain't really, really, really locked in with all the animals. Now, I don't know. No, I don't even know that. He, just, to me, he looks I, like a field I, player. Part of me is like, I just need somebody from out of the organization What about this, right though? The game has a huge Hispanic influence. Yes. Huge. Right. Most rosters have double-digit players yes. that are Latin American. Yes. I would think that, and, and I know yes, it didn't work with Ozzie Guillen in, in Chicago. They but thought they, that would work. They, it didn't. Didn't they win a championship? Well, it worked well, for it a worked. minute. <laughs> but it worked. I, I, I thought it went well. And you know what? I would take more to well, well, you say, what do you want? <laughs> let me just give you, You're right. Let me give you two more guys real quick. Okay. One that was on there and one that would fit, you know, if you wanted to hire a Latin manager. Right. I hadn't really thought about it okay. in that way. But uh, the other guy, a little off the board, Mark DeRosa. Now, Mark DeRosa managed the... The, yeah, the uh, U.S. It. Team USA. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Uh, he's well. Also played for the Guardians. Yep. Well, Indians. The Indians, of course. And, uh, and well liked here. Well respected. Well liked. Yeah. Uh, real. Real. I'm sure he'd be a great players manager. So I think he's a little off the board. I don't know that he even wants to manage full time. And I'll throw one more guy who I didn't put on there. Joe Espada. Joe Espada. Oh, okay. Is Dusty Baker's bench coach in Houston. What about Aaron Boone? <laughs> Why are you t- Aaron no, Boone's staying with New York. Have they came out? They've come out and said that. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. I'm surprised. That's, that's a big surprise. I yeah. thought he was dead man walking. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm just that payroll in a last place finish, or did they finish ahead of the Red Sox? I can't remember. Wow. Okay. I thought I, Aaron I, Boone would be available. I ask you, uh, even when that when the, when the when the Indians had those teams, don't you believe? I thought to me watching with my younger eyes. I thought Sandy was the de facto captain. Did, I who, think who he was, was five years ago, but when Tito missed games and he wasn't named yeah, the acting manager, yeah, I like Bull something. felt, uh-oh, uh, yeah. that's not a vote of confidence. Nobody's yeah. hired Sandy in all these years to be a manager. I know, and I can't understand It's been a long why. time. I, you know, I don't know why. I, you you know. would have thought that with his lineage, 
His dad played Major League Baseball. Yep. His, his, brother his brother is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Was, Sandy was an unbelievably popular player here in Cleveland. Yeah. You thought at Plus some he's point a catcher that he, he knows catcher managers got to manage pitchers. Yeah. Who do you think? If, I don't know, man. I would like to see that's Sandy a whole get a lot job. of stuff. Who is okay? If if they ask if if on the way out, Tito's gonna say I recommend. Oh, he's gonna get a recommendation. Uh, the, the hitting coach was well thought of. Uh, what's what's the hitting? Zalika. Yes. Yeah. Um, I talked to him at spring training. Very impressive yeah. guy. Bright. Yeah, um, I think he's, he's kind of young. in the Tito mold. And how many home runs did they hit last year? Well, that's a fact. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> I'm yeah. straight. I, I, listen, <laughs> his bench coach is DeMarlo Hale. <laughs> DeMarlo <laughs> Hale's an older guy. Maybe he recommends him, but I... <laughs> Is that baseline? We can't do the hit. No. Oh, did we set a record for the lowest home run in the modern era? No, no, no. I can't believe we did. It's, it's, it was yeah. close. Oh, my goodness. It was horrible. By the way, speaking of home runs, I texted you guys this stat yesterday. Oh, I love it. Kyle Schwarber of the Phillies, the first player in the history of baseball to bat under 200 but drive in 100 runs. It's crazy. How many home runs did he finish with? 48, I think it was. 48 homers, 47 singles. He is the poster child for the all or nothing era. And we, right. And he, we would have kept a home run Walker single. That's uh, it. Home run Walker strikeout. That's pretty it. Much. If it, we would have kept Fran Mail, he would have had the same thing. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> How much if Fran Mail could hit 40 something homers, how much did he hit? Fran Mail did have a nice number home run. How many did he hit? Yeah, but Schwarber's hit those like 35 or more, like a number of years in a row. All right. It's time to go lights out here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You got a read first, Mike? We do have a read first. Okay. Then we're going to go lights out. We will bring in Sean Merriman one sec. We'll talk a little bit more about Terry Francona tomorrow after we hear his official release. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.